This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Oak Road Hatters, put in the mix, the only podcast focusing on analytics and exclusively looking at Luton Town. Uh, it's sort of like if I follow a Monday Night Football had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tonight I'm your host, Ollie Kay, in Billy's absence, and with me tonight is uh, the put in the mixer co-host. Andy Burgess, how are you getting on, Burge? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to, to having a chat about the last few games. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. It's uh it's uh going to be quite a packed show because what is it? Um, three games that we're going to look at. We're, we're completely ignoring Grimsby because it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. Um. So. Four goals in three games, and we're going to have a little look at Marvellous Nakamba as well for, for all the viewers. But before we start, um, smash that like button. And if, you, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe to the Oak Road Hatter uh, YouTube channel. Um, so let's dive in, shall we, to the first game that we're going to cover, uh, which was Luton Town versus Cardiff. And uh, Luton Town won, won the game 1-0. Um, what what was your feeling watching this game, Burge? Yeah, I mean, we, it was. I thought we did. I thought we did fairly well throughout. I thought we were probably uh, pushing, um, and uh, you know, obviously we went went and got the penalty. And at that stage, you thought, you know, it probably was um, was was fair at that point of the game and the way that it had gone. Um, and then you miss the penalty, and you think, "There's your opportunity. There's your chance." Um, but fortunately enough, we you know we kept going, um, and um, for 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 Adebayo to get that opportunity to to get the winner, I think he'd obviously been having a little bit of uh, 
of a, a needle with um, Perry and G, um, judging by his um, his celebration. So it was a good one for him to get the goal. Um, but yeah, I thought we were good value for it. Um, I thought we deserved the win in the end. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a decent goal that won it again off the back of a, a disappointing penalty miss. Yeah, you've taken a few pens in your time, Burge. Um, so what's it like when you step up to the spot? Because it's not like it's not like training, is it? No, it's. Do you know what I? I think. I mean, a lot said about you know before penalty shootouts. People say it's a it's a lottery. I, I don't agree with that at all. I think it's. I think it comes down to to nerve. I think it comes down to uh, confidence. I think it comes down to trust in your own ability. Um, I, I always I always found that. Um, when I put the ball down, I, I felt I needed to, to know exactly where I was going, uh, not change my mind, and take it with conviction, take it with confidence. I, I, I don't understand, and it it's a little bit of a bugbear of mine, the, the way players are taking penalties now, where they have two or three steps run up, where they start their run up, where they try and roll it the other side of the goalkeeper, or you know they try and be clever with things, because... Listen, if they score, no one can say anything. And it's all well and good if you score, if you if you start your run up and you're a little bit clever with things, and if you maybe do a uh, do a uh, Penenka or um, you know, and and it goes in, no one can say anything. But if you miss, you you must be lying in bed at night thinking, what an idiot! What am I doing? Why did I do that? What? I just don't understand why you wouldn't just put the ball down, walk back to the edge of the area, and I, I tried to put put pace on my penalties, but but I sort of side-footed them with pace and and, and with a little bit of, uh, and with conviction. And um, yeah, I, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's a little bit fashionable now, I think, to be clever with your penalties where at the end of the day, it's a, sh- it's a free shot from 12 yards out. Um, and if you miss it, if the goalkeeper makes a worldy save, then fine. But if you miss um, and you haven't, Put everything behind it, and you haven't tried to to take it properly. Then I don't think I don't think you can really say much, uh, you know. So it wasn't a great penalty for Madabeo, um, and it was you know it was down those, those those lines of trying to be a little bit clever. It wasn't the you know we know he, he takes his penalties like that anyway, but it wasn't a, a, a what I'd say a proper run up and a proper strike of the ball, which which is a little bit frustrating in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We we've seen all all types of. Penalty takers um, at Kenilworth Road, ranging from just Graham Alexander and Kevin Nichols, who just bam hit it really, really hard, ranging mm. all the way to Danny Hilton, who you know he loved the Penenka, but mm. that, that came that time where he just sort of dinked it into the keeper's hands, and he sort of stopped with the with the little Penenkas, um, but. I remember. Same. I don't know if you're too young to remember yeah. John Dreyer. He used to have little one-step, two-step run-ups as well. Um, which, yeah. again, it was fine until he. I remember. I remember seeing him one saved in front of the Oak Road end, and and I remember thinking then. I mean, that would have been late eighties, early nineties. I think thinking, why don't you just run up and and strike it properly? But yeah, like you say, we've seen we've seen lots of different penalty takers. And again, mm. if you score, no one can say anything. But if you miss, then I think. You can you can you can have your finger uh, the finger pointed at you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was good that Elijah 
sort of just kept focused and and soldiered on. And uh, so the penalty miss was in the 72nd minute. And then in the 88th minute, up pops Elijah Adebayo to net his fifth goal in five games. Um, if, if you want to run that clip and sort of take us through the goal. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so... I think it was Morris who's found Bell. What I like at the moment, we're committing so many bodies forward and that becomes really difficult to defend. You can see there's four players around the box. We've left Dowdy on his own. We just said, look, get the ball in a box. We've got bodies in a box. We've got two big centre forwards. We don't need to be coming and linking. The two centre forwards are in an unbelievable position. Perfect. Middle of the goal, five yards apart. I think the the, the first centre half is a little bit forward of, uh, of Morris. It's a great ball. Got a little deflection. It's a great ball and it's... It's just, it's just willing to be headed home. Um, if, if we show it again, I, I, there's lots to like about this goal. Again, Morris, good play. Bell, you can see committed players forward. Bell gives it nice and early to, to Doherty. And, and what I like about this is, is, again, we don't go and interrupt his area. We don't go and get involved. What, what we say is, right, my two centre forwards are going to get in the box and we're going to rely on, we're going to trust uh, Alfie Doherty to get the ball in the box. And the position there, they're just saying cross the ball crossable 1v1 we're going to be stronger we're going to be more physical uh, again it takes a slight deflection across but it's a great delivery and, and Adebayo just stronger more physical uh, gets across his centre half who, who didn't stand a chance and it's a it's a fantastic header but uh, really it's quite a bit it was quite a basic goal it was recycle it get it out to you to the wire man leave him 1v1 trust him to get the ball in the box and when he does then you're saying centre forwards be there, be in position to to go and score the goal, and it was um, you know 88th 88th minute winner, um, and, and probably one that we deserved, I think. Yeah, on the balance of play, we definitely deserved it. Um, you could you could tell from the way Cardiff set up, it was Sabri Lamucci's first game, and he has he has that very continental way of defending, um, low block, very disciplined. <clears throat> um, and regarding the header from Adebayo, it's very Mick Harford-esque in the sense that mm. he sort of stands on, on the back post and then comes in and, and, and attacks the ball. Um, is that something that you, you sort of see Elijah doing a bit more in, in his game? Yeah, I think so. And I think, it, listen, obviously Mick's going to have got hold of him and um, and spoken to him about that, uh, you know, and said to him about the fact that when the ball goes wide, try and peel off, try and get to that back post. Because if you, if you if you get under the ball, there's nothing you can do about it. But you can always go and attack it. You can always, you know, get out, get yourself out to that back stick, um, you know, and try. That's the thing about it. You've got to trust that the the, the delivery is going to come in. Because if you trust the delivery is going to come into an area, then you can then you can time your run. Then you know when to get across your centre half. Then you know. Uh, that you're not making runs for, for no reason. And, and when we've got players like Alfie Doherty, like, well, James Bree's not, not there anymore, but when you've got players in wide areas who've got quality, Mari Bell, um, and now obviously uh, Drama, it's, it, you know, these the centre forwards know that they don't need to, listen, they need to, need to not become predictable and they need to mix it up. So sometimes, yes, come and link. Sometimes come to feet and maybe play a little one-two, maybe make a wall pass and play around the corner. But, a lot of the time, I think it's a case, and I think Rob Edwards will be telling them, get it to wide areas, get it to a wing backs, 
and get in the box because two centre-halves who are playing against Colton Morris and Elijah Adebayo aren't going to want to defend uh, those two uh, because they know they're coming across. They know they're going to get across them. They know the crosses are coming into the box. Um, and I think it's it's going to be a feature of our play for the for the rest of the season is, is getting those balls into the box. And, and, and obviously going back to your point, 100%, I think Mick would have said, you know, get yourself, hang yourself out, get yourself as far away from the, uh, out, out of the, the eye line of the defender. Obviously, the defender's got to be trying to see the man and the ball as much as possible. But if, if you can just be on his shoulder a little bit and not not allow him to, to, to see when you're coming across, um, then I think that's, that's the ideal situation to be in. Um, and uh, as I say, you know, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a really good goal, a really quite basic goal, but um, it came at a really good time as well, um, and 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 was, you know, good, good three points uh, on the board. Yeah, it really was. Uh, moving on to uh, Luton Town versus Stoke, so a second home game in quick succession, and another one nil win. Um, me and Billy sort of went back and forth about this we we disagreed about how comfortable it was i said it wasn't a very comfortable game billy had quite a few birthday pints and said he was comfortable throughout the entire game what what which side of the fence do you sit on there uh yeah again it was a it was a difficult one i thought we had spells where i thought we were on top um and again you know t- i think it shows teams are coming to kenilworth road now and maybe being a little bit more defensive against us and, and, and shutting up shop a little bit and making it more difficult to, for us to break down. I, I, I continue to be of the opinion that teams will be scared stiff of our front two. Um, they'll be concerned about our runners from midfield. They know our wing, our wide players are, are going to put in good deliveries. They know we can we can play out from the back at times. We know, after, listen, teams are going to come and have so much more respect for us Um now, now, you know, because where we are in the league, because what we've done previously. Um, so it is going to be difficult and we are going to have to be patient at times and we are going to have to maybe play slightly differently to, to when teams and come when teams come and be a little bit more open. Um, but no, I think it was, you know, I, I would never have said it was comfortable. Um, but, you know, I, I thought, again, we were probably good value for our win um, and, and deserved the three points. Yeah, it was a it was definitely a good omen for us when Harry Souter left Stoke yeah. or left on deadline day. We we never beat Stoke when Harry Souter's there. He's just a man mountain of a defender, um, and he would have given Morris and Adebayo a good game as well. So, yeah. in in contrast to the the Cardiff game, this game saw a very early goal um, yeah. scored by one. Kelly Ruddick and Panzu, who's in his what tenth season with the club now. So, do you want to cue up that uh, Pelly clip and let's see this? Yeah. Game. So, I think first of all, Dowerty does well to come and win it. He makes the decision. He's probably Bell. Maybe should go in there and win the header. But fair play to to Dowerty. He's come in. He's he's taken responsibility. It's a good header. And straight away, two centre forwards. You've got the. It means that the the other defenders have to drop off, which creates a space. And then the runs you'll see from deep, uh, from Pelly and from uh, Alan Campbell, causes problems. It's a really good first touch from Pelly or second touch out of his feet, away from the pressure. And it's not the cleanest cleanest of strikes. I don't think he caught it as probably well as he would have liked it. Um, but there were lots of little things I think in this goal which. Um, 
which 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 allowed us to create the opportunity. Uh, again, the fact that we've got two centre forwards, the, the header from from um, from Darity goes into the feet of uh, of Adebayo, and then because Morris is there, again these two centre halves from um, from Stoke have to drop off, and that creates a space. And then the runners from deep is is what is what for me is really pleasing. And and the you know straight away beyond Adebayo are our two number eights. Uh, again, a good touch from Pelly away from the pressure um, and a strike into the bottom corner. So lots of little things, I think, in that goal that um, perhaps perhaps maybe got overlooked a little bit. I think, um, you know, lots is said about and lots of teams nowadays play sort of 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 and that one centre forward and they're asked to do so much. I think two centre forwards, whether it's in a 3-5-2 or 4-4-2, whatever it is, it does cause different problems and it does cause centre-halves to do things differently than they would when they're only playing against one player. And again, you know, I sound like a broken record, but when you're playing against two centre-forwards of the size and of the strength and of the presence and of the uh, physicality of, of Adebayo and, and Morris, it's going to panic anybody. And, uh, you know, defenders have to drop off, try and get tied to them. They try how you play against them, you know, it's really difficult. Um, and then, again, with Adebayo getting hold of the ball there, it allows the runners from midfield. That's what these two centre-forwards allow because we know they're so good at, at pinning the ball in of, and bringing the bringing the ball under their spell. It allows midfielders to get beyond them and join in. And that's exactly what you saw there from Pelly and from Alan Campbell. Uh, people getting around them, people going beyond. And again, that allows them to disrupt defences. Um, and then it's about having that that quality in the final third to get the goal. But it was a, it, again, it, it's not it, not a, not a particularly difficult goal for us to have scored. But I do think there were lots of elements in there that um, that, that allowed the opportunity to come. Um, and, and it you know it was his first league goal of the season, I think, and a, and a decent finish. Yeah, he's he's scored in every season that he's well, he scored at least one. In every season that he's played for us, it's it's an incredible statistic considering we've had him since the conference. He's just grown uh, every season. He steps up, and every manager's liked him. Every manager plays him mm-hmm. um, around the grounds. Well, where I was sitting, we, we were saying, "Oh, it looked like a toe poke." A little bit of a toe poke, but it was a guided <laughs> toe poke, so it didn't matter. It went in, and uh, yeah. we were all very happy. But going back to that that um, that goal, I, I didn't even notice um, the first time that Doughty was the one that won the header. And that shows mm. his abilities going back as well as going forward. Um, and, well, I, I guess that, that's what you want from a, a wing back with, with the energy to go backwards and forwards. Um, Um, yeah, absolutely, and I think the, the fact that he that he went in and took responsibility for that, you know, when I but when I watched it back, I, you know, Bell for me probably should have been the one to come and head it or, or contest the header as a centre half. But the fact that he stepped in and, and was confident and and um, uh, stru- and, and, and mentally switched on enough to to put himself in there and win the header. But it's it's not just the fact that he took responsibility and went went the, and won the header. It's the fact that he kept the ball with the header. You know, it was a really good header into the centre forward and it starts an attack. So, yeah, it's important that the wing backs are comfortable going both ways, as you say. Uh, they have to be good defensively um, because there are lots of times where we'll be under pressure and we have to make sure that, you know, as a wing back, you nail down that, 
you know, stopping crosses, defending your back stick, being prepared to go and put your foot in, being prepared to to go and head the ball and win headers. So it was good to see. Mm-hmm. And my final question about this game. So this this game saw Murray Bell start the second time in a row in the left centre back position, and that's two clean sheets. Um, and by all accounts, he did pretty well. He's he's slotted in on the left of that back three very nicely, but um, us at Oak Road Hatter, we, we know your opinions on fullbacks slotting in at um, you know on the on the wide centre back positions. Like, what what do you make of Amari Bell's um, performances over the last two games? Yeah, I think he's he's done fine. He's not certainly not looked out of place. He's He's defended uh, fairly well. He's he's obviously decent on the ball. He's comfortable on the ball. He can obviously get forward and join in and, and overlap and underlap. And um, he's he's you know he, he's done fine. My my issue is that is that big moments happen in games. Big moments happen in games where you need a centre half to read danger and to sense danger and to smell danger. And for me, you need some. You need. We saw, and I, and I highlighted it a few times when Naismith was playing at centre-half, he didn't do that. It wasn't, and I've mentioned it on the pod before, It's it, scoring goals is a natural thing and, and sensing danger is a natural thing and throwing your body in front of the ball to block a shot is a natural thing. And I, I don't feel that Amari Bell and Naismith and players who, not all of them, some some of them do, obviously, but you know, I, I just feel that a centre-half does that and a centre-half... Really, really smells danger and knows where to put his body in between, uh, in between the ball and the goal. And uh, Dan Potts is another one who I don't perhaps feel is 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 that naturally gifted defender that can really emergency defend well enough in the middle of the goal. That's they find themselves in the middle of the goal having to put their bodies on the line. At those big moments, I, I just feel sometimes they, it doesn't happen for, for for fullbacks when they play and they play. Listen, they give us lots of different qualities. They, they you know, playing out from the back is generally good, and you know they can go and support. And um, you know, when they get pulled into wide areas, they can be a fullback because they're used to that, and they can stop crosses and they can defend their crosses and open the body and defend. So, it's you know, I'm not saying it's not something that. That, that they can't do, but I just feel when it's done over a prolonged period of games, I, I feel that there are, it, it, you'll see little things happen that I, I think highlights and identifies why why they're a fullback and not a centre-half. Um, but no, he's done fine and he's, you know, Dowerty, I, I really like Alfie Dowerty. I really do think he's he's done really well since he's been in the team. So it allows him to play, it allows him to, to, to play on that left wing-back position. Um, but no, we'll, you know, you know, we, we, I, I probably prefer Bell to, to, to Potts in that left-hand side of the centre half, purely because he's, he's that little bit more athletic and can probably get forward and beyond and, and support, um, is that little bit more dynamic in terms of pace and, and athleticism. So, um, we'll see, we'll see how it develops over the next few weeks. Yeah, I, I quite like Amari Bell slotting in there as well uh, over over Potts because I feel his one-on-one defending is slightly better. And as, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, his athleticism allows him, to, because he's more naturally a left wing back by trade, uh, his underlaps and also his ability to play on the wing is is fantastic, whereas Potts kind of is, is a wee bit lacking. 
going forwards, but he's phenomenal in the air. And that's sort of what you want. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. In a defender. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, so moving on to um, well, the, the third game of tonight, but also the fourth game in a very busy 10-day period, I guess. Um, Luton went to the CBS Arena, which is a lovely stadium. And uh, again, notched a nice early goal um, against a, I would say from my uneducated opinion, I, I like the way that Coventry play. I think they play some nice nice stuff, really, under Mark Robbins. What do you think, Burge? Yeah, unfortunately, due to I follow, I couldn't couldn't really uh, see much of the game um, or, or follow much of the game. Uh, there was slight issues with the service, but... Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was a it was a good start, really good start after 38 seconds, I think it was. Um, and listen, Coventry City are an established Championship club. Uh, you know, they'd probably argue they they should be a Premier League club. You know, with the I know they've got the problems with the ownership or with the ground and stuff like that, but they've had a real good history. They've been a long time in the Premier League uh, and the First Division. Um, so they're you know, it's a it's, it's a really difficult. Uh, place to go. Um, I did see that I was at the Coventry game earlier in the season, actually, um, at Kenilworth Road. Um, and yeah, yeah, they, they've got some good players, some good individuals. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's done well with them. Mark Robbins has been with them a while. So he's, he's created a, um, a way of playing and a, and a philosophy um, in, in the football club. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was never going to be a, an easy game. Um, and I think coming away with a point at the end of the day isn't a bad one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to think that Coventry were well, in League Two not not so long ago because they had that steep drop from the Premier League. Because when I first started following football in the early nineties, um, they were a Premier League club. They were, as you say, an established yeah. first division Premier League club, and then they dropped like us. But they've they've come back and they're sort of uh, appeared on a Coventry pod. Uh, before the match, and they they said Coventry is sort of following the same trajectory as Luton, and as you say, Mark Robbins he's been there for a long time. He's doing he's doing a great job, and they do have some very good players. Um, yeah, so Lockyer started it, thirty eight seconds, yeah. and, and um, let's roll that clip and have a look at this goal. Yeah, I mean we obviously lost Harry Corner um, long throw. Uh, but I, I really like the way we've worked this here um, in terms of getting it a 2v1. Um, Burks, I think Burke made the running field, which allowed us to create that 2v1. And then we're saying, have we got the ability to get the ball in the box? You know, that's the main thing. 
uh, and the boys do. It's not a great cross, but look at the coverage there in the six-yard box. I think there's six players to Coventry's four. I think if you were Mark Robbins, you've got four players there doing absolutely nothing. I know it's a bit of a shank again. It's got another Doughty cross. It's got a slight deflection. Um, but the, the 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 real positive there again is is the coverage of the box and the you know they probably could have been two or three players who put the ball in the back of the net at the end of it. You know it's early days. It's thirty eight. You know it's thirty seconds into the game. We could have said okay, let's just you know try and you know ease our way into the game, but. Real good quality down the sides. Uh, again, not the greatest ball into the box, but as I say, you know, really poor defending from a commentary point of view. Uh, but a good, real good area it's gone into, um, and lock you with a, you know, it looks a, looks an easy finish, but they're not always. I think it was it bounced just in front of him. I think it was his left foot as well. So, um, no, it was um, it was a fantastic start and. Uh, you know, if you don't, as I say, we lost Cornick's long throw. Um, it looks like Dowerty has, has used his a little bit. It's perhaps um, not quite, I don't know. I'm, uh, I haven't measured the pair of them or, 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 or compared the two of them. But whether it's quite as long as Harry Cornick's, I'm not so sure. But um, it's, a, it's a weapon that's being used probably more and more again now. It, you know, it went out of fashion a little bit, but it's coming back in now. And, you know, if you've got someone in your team who, who can launch it into the six-yard box, it's as good as a corner. So... Uh, no, but it was a, it was a fabulous start, and um, you know it's good to see Tom Lockyer on the got on the score sheet. I see. I've never been a fan of of Harry Cornick's long throws, as far as I can recall. I think we scored from one, maybe Birmingham two years ago. Um, the Dan Potts scored. Um, other than that, I don't feel they they have been really that effective, unless you've got a a Rory DeLap or a Ben Tozer that sort of have one of those unique throws where it doesn't mm -hmm. sort of go up and then down. It sort of just goes straight. Uh, in yeah, which yeah. case, you, you have a proper weapon there. Um, but I, I, I prefer the little intricate build-up around, around the box. And uh, as you said, it, it was an early goal. But I, I feel <clears throat> perhaps... It was a part of Coventry weren't quite switched on, but you pointed out the defending was quite abject with those four players doing nothing. Perhaps mm -hmm. the, the, the deflection on the cross might have just wrong-footed a lot of them, but fair play to Tom Lockyer to being so quick to react and turn that one in. It, it, was, it, was, it was a tidy finish and a good start to the game. And then... Um, yeah, we, we don't we don't have the. I don't know if you have the footage for the. No, uh, I, I looked at it earlier. Um, I think I think he just switches off for a split second, Osho, and and gets the wrong side, and um, and he does put his arm across him. Whether it's enough to go down, I think if it's the other way around, we're saying it's probably a stonewall penalty. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's probably the right decision. Um, the yellow card or red card argument, I haven't got a clue what the rules are anymore. So I, I wouldn't even like to start guessing whether it should be a red card or a yellow card because uh, uh, I genuinely don't know what the rules are. So, you know, you hear one thing and you hear another. But um, I, I, it was probably the right no, – I think it was the right decision. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll show – you know, I saw when the team went out on Saturday, he got getting quite a bit of stick from on social media and things. I like him. I think he's – I think – I think he's a good player. I think his range of passes, he's done well, but he does have these moments of, of madness. He does have moments where he switches off or does something really daft. If he can just get through that period of, you know, and, and a lot of 
centre halves. You know, John Stones went through a period of making lots of mistakes, and you know, it does happen. But I think if you can just get through this period of 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 uh, making those daft errors, then I think he'll be a really good player because uh, he's athletic. He's he's good on on the ball. He can step up and play in midfield, and you know, he, he's 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 strong in the air. But he does need to eradicate the um the little little things that are letting him down at the moment. Yeah, he certainly has all the attributes, and he, you know, people forget he's he's young, twenty four, yeah, which absolutely. is which is relatively young for a, mm. a centre back. Um, but under Rob Edwards, who himself was a centre back, that's the perfect coach for him. Um, I don't know what it's like on a on the training ground. Do you think Rob Edwards is getting stuck into the the training? Do you reckon? And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd say he would be. Yeah, and he obviously likes him because he's played him played him a lot, and you know he's had opportunities to take him out of the team and not play him, and he's stuck with him. So I think he, he, you know, he's one of those players you definitely look at and and think, you know, I can I can mould him a little bit and I can work with him, and you know, we don't know whether he's a he's a good tra- good trainer. We don't know if he's a good a learner, whether he takes things on board or not, but. Um, yeah, you'd certainly like to think that that Rob Edwards is working with him, is talking to him, and is trying to because, like you say, he's got all the a bit, uh, you know, all the attributes. He, he certainly could be a really good Championship central defender. He just those these little moments that he keeps having, uh, as I say, just needs to 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 get them out of his game a little bit. And that, you know, it's it's difficult because it's a results business, and it's a results results game. But if you take him out of the team, he isn't going to learn. Um, so there has to be that balance between, you know, developing players and, and making players better and, and making sure you win games and making sure you stay competitive. And, and I guess that's the balance that Rob Edwards has to has to deal with um, and, and managers have to deal with. And if they get it wrong, uh, and it's, it's difficult for managers that don't get, look at Nathan Jones, you know, you don't get the opportunity to develop players because if you don't win games, then you don't, you know, you're not given time. So... Uh, it's a real, real tough one for managers, but yeah, I'd say he's certainly looking as a uh, Gabe Osho as somebody who he can um, mould and create into a into a really good uh, championship centre half. Mm-hmm. Well, lo- looking at Gabe's numbers for that Coventry game: uh, seven recoveries, four headed clearances, five clearances, one interception. He won one of his two tackles, which is good. He blocked a shot, um, won six of his eleven ground duels. But the, the main thing to remember was that he was up against Victor Jokeres, who is one of the best strikers in the championship and will mm-hmm. most definitely be playing champion, uh, Premier League football next season. Um, and he'll probably move for big money. Um, well, that's my opinion anyway, what, for whatever it's worth. So moving on to a little bit of marvellous analytics. Um so we we got a couple of a couple of video clips here demonstrating what a marvelous piece of business Nakamba yeah. has been. Yeah, I just I think it's a great signing. I think he's a real proper pivot, um, proper holding midfielder who I don't think he'll ever really um, do anything that exciting in terms of with the ball or. You know, he's not going to open teams up, but I think he's going to do the basics really well. I think he's going to allow other players to go and flourish. He's going to allow the midfielders to go and join in and give us real stability and real security in front of the back three. Um, 
just a few of the clips and they're only you know they're only dead basic things but it's just that front footedness that front footedness that that ability not to let players off the hook you know as a player when you're playing against someone like that you, you, all the time you think well, he's ratting around me he's you know he's not giving me a moment he's not letting me settle on the ball there's nothing worse than that if you receive the ball and you're able to get your head up and play that's happy days but when you've got someone you know it's called ratting up ratting around against you um, it's a horrible feeling, and I think he gives he gives you that. And when he gives you that, and when he's doing that, that then allows other players to do it. Again, he senses danger if you like. He gets across to the body, he gets across to the ball, and he breaks things up. And it's just disruptiveness. It's just sending them back down the down their way of the pitch. Again, it's not something that you'll probably look at in a game and say, "Wow, that was brilliant." But it, it's just it's just effective in what he does and what he brings to the table in terms of disrupting, in terms of what Fabinho does, has done for years at Liverpool and just those horrible little things that, that, that you know, you, you as a player, you want on your team. Um, again, this one, this is getting it off the front. As a centre-half, this is brilliant to see your midfielder doing this. And again, it's just a little five-yard pass afterwards. But as a central defender, if you've got a holding midfielder who's, who's screening in front of you, and the ball goes into your, the centre forward and you're doing your job behind. To see a midfielder ratting around in front of you and having the ability just to nick it off the front of him and and keep the ball for you, that's brilliant. And listen, Jordan Clark's done it fine and Pounds done it when he's, when he's played there, okay. But for me, he just looks like a real natural holding central midfielder who's got all the attributes of being that, that N'Golo Kante type, who, who knows when to screen, who knows when to go and press who's really, really on the front foot. Um, again, here, I think it's a 50-50 pretty much as he's go, that he goes in for. Or no, don't, he, sorry, wins the ball from behind. It's, it could be a free kick tonight. But again, it's just that disrupting. It's just knocking their, uh, stopping their attack, disrupting their attack. And they're all really similar and they're all just little tiny things. But for me, it's, it, it just allows you, it allows your midfielders to push on. It allows your team um to know that they've got that security of a midfielder who's going to go and uh, disrupt all the time. Um, again, this one, he gives the ball away initially, um, but then his reaction straight away, bang, straight in, I'm going to get to the ball as quick as I can. And then again, he gets it back off the midfielder and then just keeps it moving again. Dead simple. And the last one, um, they all follow, this, follow a, a similar uh, theme. Again, look at, oh, sorry, how quickly he gets to the area here. Uh, quickly covers the ground, gets across, gets across. As soon as the player gets a touch, bang, he's in there and he disrupts and he causes players to, to or he causes teams to go backwards. And I think he'll be a, I think when you when you look at his interview after the game and you hear him talk and what he said, I think he seems like somebody you need in the dressing room. He seems like someone who's really level-headed. He seems like a leader. Um, and I think he'll play a huge part between now and the end of the season. It, it... It is indeed a sensational piece of business, and he does look the real deal. You actually answered a question. Do you see him as more of a Kante or a Makaleli in the way he <laughs> plays? But you said it was Kante-esque. Yeah, I mean, a little bit probably people people watching might know Angola Kante more than Makaleli, depending on how old they are, but... Um, no, I think, it, listen, but that type of player, I think, you know, he covers ground laterally really well. People talk about uh, midfielders, Gerrard, covering ground, going up, Keane, covering ground, going forwards and back. He, he covers ground laterally, going left to right and 
screening that side, then going to disrupt there, then going to press in there. And, you know, again, he's not somebody who's who's going to, who's going to set the world alight in possession of the football and play 30-yard, 40-yard, 50-yard passes. He's probably, you know, not going to score screamers from 25 yards. But I think what he'll do is be really effective in transitions. He'll be really effective in uh, in regains. Um, and I think, it, as you said, you know, I think it's a phenomenal bit of business and uh, the club should be, um, you know, should be very much um, uh, reward, not rewarded, but very happy with that bit of business. It really was sensational. Marvellous business. Wait, you know what's going to happen tomorrow then? (laughs) Marvellous. You know what's going to happen tomorrow now uh, against Preston? Marvellous Nakamba, 25-yard screamer. (laughs) I know, yeah, I hope so, yeah. (laughs) Listen, I hope he proves me wrong. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's exactly what we needed, um, especially while while Lansbury gets back to, to fitness. Um, but also the the 90-minute the shift he put in was sensational considering he hasn't played any any football this entire season. And he's just come straight back, straight into it, hit the ground running. Um, just briefly yeah. on um, on Preston North End tomorrow, um, or it might be today when people are watching this, um, do, do you think he'll be as... Cut and dry with um, Chad Evans missing out due to suspension and Jakobsen um, out for a long time with um, with, with long term injury. Yeah, no, I don't think it will be cut and dry. I think it's it's a tough place to go. I was I did the commentary there with Simon last season on I follow, and I think we got beat two 0 and it was a really poor performance from us. So listen, nowhere you go in the pre- in the Premier League, nowhere you get not yet in the in the Championship. Um, that's, is, that's, that's next is, season. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nowhere you go in the championships an, an easy game. Um, you know, I think they had a, uh, a loss on Saturday against Burnley, um, which was obviously going to be a tough one for them. But I think it was Burnley. Um, so you know, they're, they're they're not in the best of form. They're not having a brilliant season, but they're, they're you know they're Ryan Lowe's somebody who's really passionate. Um, who's trying to make a name for himself at, at this level. You know, he did well with Plymouth and, uh, and now he's trying to cut his teeth in the in the championship and um, and he'll get him going. He's a feisty character, fiery character. He's a, sim- a little bit slimmer to, to Nathan Jones, perhaps not quite as as, as feisty, but um, so it'll be tough. You know, and we've got to go there and assert ourselves. We've got to go there and make sure that we're on the front foot and, um, uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see the team selection, whether... You know, a lot of players have played a lot of games, had a lot of minutes in the legs over the past couple of weeks. So whether he might change it up a little bit, it, it remains to be seen. But you know, hopefully we go there and, and give a good account of ourselves and keep the, you know, keep the unbeaten run going. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, we've been on such a good run of form. It, it'd just be amazing to keep going and and rotate well, rotate a team in that, that can win it, but not like. As Rob Edwards said, he put out a team at Grimsby that he believed would win it. Hopefully, we actually do put out a team that can win it. Can I get a cheeky score prediction from you for tomorrow, then? Uh, yeah, I'll go um, 1-0 Luton. Mm, yeah, I, I was going to go for a 1-0 <laughs> Luton. So, I'm, I'm going to double down, then. I'm going to say 2-0 Luton. Okay. I'll take either of them now. 
yeah, three points, take them yeah. back to Kenilworth Road, add them to the tally. That's what we need. Um, thank yeah. you very much, Andy, as always. Pleasure. Stuff. No problem. Thank you. Um, and that, that's all we have time for this week. Um, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow our socials uh, on Twitter and Facebook. We are at Oak Road Hatter. On Instagram, we're at uh, Oak Road Hatter Pod. And thank you very much for watching. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.